And I'm telling you, these are some principles that we're going to have to have to walk in this victory. I really, truly believe that. And we talked last week about, again, we've talked a couple weeks about taking every thought captive. And, and then we talked about casting our cares upon the Lord. And those are things that you've got a purpose to do. It's just not, you're just not going to get up and accidentally do that. You've got to choose purpose to do those things. And then we talked about forgetting those things which are behind. Because, again, so many times the things that are in our past try to pop up. And we've got to forget those things. And we've got to move forward. And, and we talked about persevering. And today, to persevere in the hour we're living in is not easy. You've got a purpose to do this. I have to purpose every day to get up, and I've got a purpose to overcome because the Bible talks about being overcomers and overcomers' rewards. And, and if to be an overcomer, that means there's some things you have to overcome. There must be some things that we're going to have to overcome, and we're going to have to. And so the, the things I want to talk about today, the two things I want to talk about today mostly is how do we persevere? Persevering now, these aren't in any particular order. They could be in any order, and there's just the three that God gave me. There could be, there's a hundred different ways that you could approach this and attack perse perseverance. But I want to talk about standing, declaring, and praying today. In order, it doesn't matter, but I just put them in that particular order. And so, we've got a purpose to do these things. Do you know that you are going to have to purpose to stand today? You're going to have to purpose. Okay, in Ephesians 6.10, and again, very familiar, and I'm not going to go on and on about this because I want to get on to the declaration part of it. But Ephesians 6.10, we know this. Put on the whole armor of God and fight. In verse 10 of Ephesians 6, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Strong in who? In the Lord. In what power? The power of His might. Not our own power. The authority we have comes from Him. It's His authority that we just exercise. And so it's got to be, we've got to understand that we're fighting, and it's a spiritual fight. So put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That means there's wiles of the enemy is here, and we've got to be able to stand against them. And it's going to take the strength to do that. But you are going to have to purpose to do it. It's not going to just happen. You're not just, and again, I used the losing weight analogy last week. You don't just hop out of bed, jump on the scale, and say, Ooh, I lost 10 pounds. Hallelujah. No, you purpose to do that through exercise, through eating right, through being healthy. You purpose to do that. Every day you have to purpose to get up. Do you know that we're, and then we're talking about putting on the full armor of God to go to battle? And because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. It says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the, the, in the evil day and having done all to stand. And that word stand means a forceful standing. Like if it's a hurricane force wind, that's how strong you've got to stand. I'm going to tell you, you do not win a battle being passive. We've got to, spiritually, we have got to stand strong. I have never, ever in my life, now, um, I, I was an athlete most of my life, still an athlete, I still compete, I still like to race. Do you know I have never trained ever to lose? I may lose, but I've never trained to lose. And you know, it's not a passive thing. I don't know anybody that just decides to get up and say, well, I'm just going to go do this and maybe, and hopefully I'll lose. We can't, it's the same thing. You can't be passive. When the enemy comes, 
You can't be passive against that. We've got to be aggressive against the enemy. Now listen, I'm not talking necessarily about people. I'm talking about spiritual wars that we've got to fight. We've got to stand. And it's, sometimes it's hard, and this is a difficult hour, and it's a difficult thing, that we have got to be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy and what he's doing. Now, you know, Pat Tucker back there, he, he's such a great example because, you know, I've known him for, forever, almost. Most of my spiritual life, I've known him. And, and the one thing I could say about him, anytime he spears, feels any kind of a spiritual pressure, immediately... He goes on the offensive. He says, devil, you are not going to win. No, you're not going to beat me down. I'm going to stand because I have the authority and I am going to win. You're under my feet. I'm not under yours. But you've got a purpose to do that. It's just not going to happen. We've got some college students. You know, you don't just walk into, well, some of you may, just walk in and take a test without having prepared at all. Some of you are probably smart enough to do that. I know a couple here, boys, that used to do that all the time. But you prepare. You, but you have to purpose to do that. It's not just going to happen. We have to purpose to take every thought captive. We have to purpose to, to um, give these things to the Lord. We have to purpose to forget those things which are behind. We've got a purpose to stand today. Purpose. Because there's all kinds of craziness that's out there. I mean, this is my saying. And, and I know this isn't exactly the truth all true, but it's like common sense has left the planet. We can save the world if we kill all the cows because they, their flagellants have methane gas in them and it's killing us. What? Wait, what? If the cows leave, I want to be out of here because I like beef. Yeah. I mean, cheapers. I mean, common sense things. And see, we've got, to, we've got to stand. And then, so we've got to de- decide that we're going to do this. And then, the other thing that the Lord was showing me is that we're going to have to declare what the word of the Lord says in our lives, over our lives, over our families, over, over others. What does the word of the Lord say? See, so what does declare mean? To make known formally or officially, to reveal or make manifest. A biblical declaration is a set of words, or the, Bible, the word of God, spoken out of the mouth of a believer for the purpose of making that word of God come true, are true to them. We know the word of God is true. Sometimes we have to convince ourselves that it's true. So, so what are you declaring over your life, and what are you declaring over others? Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. There's death and life in the power of the tongue. What we say does matter. Again, an easy example. You tell a kid they're stupid long enough, they'll believe you. You've declared some things. It says in Proverbs 12, 25, and I I really like this, anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. And it's fear. And tell me, I'm telling you, we are dealing with anxiety and, and depression like Never before that I've seen in my lifetime. It's popping up all over the place. But look what it says. But a good word makes it glad. A good word is this word, the word of God, declaring a good word over your situation, over your life. Listen, here's the bottom line. As believers, 
We can, we can stand with you. We can, we can um, try to help carry your burden in prayer. We can guide you. We can try to direct you. We can encourage you. We can do all those things. But at the end of the day, guess who has to win this fight? You do. You have to take every thought captive. You have to cast your cares. You have to forget those things behind. You have to stand, and you have to declare victory in Christ over your life. Amen. You know, that's the thing. Only one-third of the angels fell, the demons. Two-thirds are still with us. We win. But we have this authority. We have this power. But we have to use it to be able to stand. See, Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful. It's not dead. It is alive. And it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It gets to the, right down into the nitty-gritty of the soul and the spirit and of the joints and the marrow. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So what do you declare? What are we declaring? Too many times what happens is we declare what we think or how we feel. And those, those are traps. Sometimes declaring what the Word of God says goes contrary to how we feel about something or what we think about something. I am a man and I've got feelings and emotions and thoughts about just about everything under the sun. But I can't be declaring those things because that's a, that will be a, a snare to me. I mean, I can declare the problem, and I keep declaring the problem, but, or I can declare the solution. I know one thing. I know that if I stand on the Word of God and I declare the Word of God over my life, something's going to happen. The situation's going to change, or my heart about the situation's going to change, but something's going to change, and it will be different. But this isn't something that just happens. You've got to purpose to do it. You all decided to purpose to get up an hour earlier. You purpose to get in your car. You purpose to drive here. You purpose to come through the doors. It's the same thing in the kingdom. You've got a purpose to do these things. Whoops. Declare. So what are some things that we should be declaring? Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, if you back up in what Paul was talking about, he says, I know how to be a base. I know how to abound. I know how when things are good, when things are bad. In any situation, I can, do, I can make it through. I can, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can get through any situation. Sometimes some of us need to declare that over lies. I can get through this situation through Christ who strengthens me. Because sometimes we need his strength. It's not easy. Life isn't easy today. I'd love to tell you, you get born again and wow. Everything's gravy, man. No, it's good because I know the end, but it's not easy life. But let me tell you, without Christ, it's not an easy life. Except with Christ, it's not an easy life, and we've got Christ. And we've got hope, and we've got joy, and we have authority, and we can overcome things, and we have that hope of glory. Amen. And so it says, here's, here's one um, Again, Deuteronomy 28, I'm the head and not the tail. Some of you just need to remind yourselves of that. I'm above and not beneath. The enemy is under my feet, not vice versa, because, but I know, man, listen, the spiritual pressure, if you don't, if you're not understanding what's happening, the spiritual pressure today has been really amped up. 
over the last few months, you know, it, maybe it's just me. I'm starting to discern a little bit better about things that are, things that are just a, a distraction that are flesh and some things that are spiritual battles. And, and there's some heavy spiritual battles going on right now. If there's nothing else, most all of us as we were younger, we learned, how to, we learned this one, Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd. He is my shepherd. I shall not fear. He'll lead me. Let him lead you and guide you. But those are some things you can, maybe that's all you can declare. The Lord is my shepherd. I am going to follow the Lord today. He's my shepherd. Because sometimes that's just where the fight is. Sometimes it gets so overwhelming that it's, it's just about, you know what? Today, Lord, you're my Lord. You're my Savior. You're my shepherd. 1 John 4, 4, declare this. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Declare these things. And again, you've got a purpose to do it because, listen, I understand. You've got to declare it. You've got to decide purpose to take every thought captive because you're going to leave here and thoughts are going to come. You're going to get up tomorrow morning, thoughts are going to come. You're going to be on your job. You're going to be at school, thoughts are going to come. The enemy brings them. You're going to have to take them captive. You're going to have to cast your cares because do you know that there is just some things in life that we cannot fix? We just can't. You just got to give them to the Lord and say, Lord, it's up to you. We're going to cast that. There's just some things that, man, I wish I could fix, but I can't. So, and, and remember, this is a, probably a pretty common saying, but the first time I ever heard it, Susie Martin quoted it to me. And I thought maybe it was original to her, but she may have heard it from somebody from somebody. But at the end of yourself, it's the beginning of God. What I can't do, he will. So greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Some of us need to declare this over our lives. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. You're new. You're different. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Let the old go. Let the old go. Will you please let it go? Let it go, go, go. And leave it there. They passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Mark 16, 18. Believers will lay hands on sick and they shall recover. I'll do the hand, laying on of hands. God's in charge of the recovering and, and that's just the way it is. I, and you know what? That's where I leave it. I'm just going to do, I'm, I'm declaring these things. Everybody should have the joy of that little girl right there. You know, she doesn't worry about anything. No, she's just smiling and waving and sitting on dad's lap where it's safe. She doesn't have to, she is not worrying about where her next meal's coming from. She's not worrying about whether she's going to get fed, whether she's going to be clothed, have a house. No. You know, She's probably the best one in here about casting cares, and this little one too. They don't care about anything except feed me, daddy, mommy, oopsie in my diaper, fix me. Other than that, pretty simple life. That's the way we need to strive to be. See, believers will lay hands on the sick. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. 
God's grace is sufficient for my strength is made perfect in weakness. When we're weak, he's strong. I don't like that verse. Simply because in my weakness, it's one of those things. When I can't do it, I've got to depend on somebody else. And I don't know, maybe women aren't as bad as this, but, but men, I, well, I'll just speak for me as a man, I have a hard time with this. And maybe men, you can relate. You don't like asking anybody for anything ever. I'll do it myself. Don't want to ask for help. Doesn't matter. Okay? I can do it in my strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, when all of a sudden you find pains and aches that you didn't have 10, 15 years ago, all of a sudden you're like, you know, maybe there's some young bucks that can come and help do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, rec- I realized this the other day when my, my son's got a snowblower and he sheared a pin and he couldn't find it. So I went over and I said, well, let's flip it over. Well, I grabbed the thing to flip it over and I'm like, eh. He grabbed one. Okay, I understand. But see, in his, God's grace is sufficient for my strength. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. And, and again, it's like asking for directions. I hate it. With a passion. Going in somewhere and ask for directions. This is a terrible confession, but I will drive around the block for an hour trying to figure it out rather than stop and go and ask somebody directions and we're on the road in five minutes. Yeah, so I do the manly thing. I stop and send my wife in. (laughs) Go get directions for us, honey. And why? It's It's just a silly pride thing. You know, because, you know, I'm supposed to know where I'm going. You know, I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm born in the, in the Upper Peninsula. I should be able to go out in the woods and by the, by the mold on the side of the tree, I ought to be able to find my way. Yeah, well, if I don't have a compass and anymore, if I don't have a GPS, I'm as lost as a goose in the fog. But his strength is made perfect in our weakness. 2 Corinthians 1.7. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us the power and the ability to love. I can stop right there for a minute. Love, spirit of love, and a sound mind. And today, that is a declaration that we need to be making. I declare this over my family every single day. He hasn't given us fear. And let me tell you something. When all of a sudden you get diagnosed with cancer, or they tell you, no, we're going to take your foot off, fear comes. It can come. And we need to be able to declare, no, I need to, hear, I need to hear what the Word of God says, and I'm going to declare that over my life. And I'm going to continue. And is it a fight? Oh, my goodness, it's a hard fight. It's a hard fight. But that's where the fight is today. I'm convinced of it. Maybe, maybe I'm missing it, but in my life, this is where the fight is at. These thoughts, man, taking them captive is a, Almost a full-time job. Casting your cares upon the Lord, you've got, that doesn't happen by accident. You've got a purpose to do it. Isaiah 53, 5, by his stripes, I am healed. But I don't feel healed. Doesn't matter. This is what I'm going to declare. And I've, I've you know, and, and, and you've got people that say, well, listen, So-and-so declared that right up to the day they died. 
great. That's exactly what I'm going to do. If something should happen to me, I'm going to declare I am healed. The last word they're going to heal here on this earth is healed. The first word they're going to heal in heaven is healed. And I'm just going to stand on that. Well, what if it doesn't happen? Well, what if it does? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you die and you're healed. You're headed to heaven. So again, by his stripes I'm healed. What are you declaring over your life? What are you declaring over your wife? Wife, what are you declaring over your husband? What are you declaring over each other? What are you declaring over your family? It'll manifest. That wife's the old ball and chain, and that's what you're declaring, that's what she'll become. You know, if he's just an old windbag, that's what you're declaring, that's what he'll become to you. See, and again, not that I'm certainly, 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 disclaimer here, not a perfect parent, but my kids have never, ever, ever heard the words uttered from their parents' mouth that you're stupid, ever. Now, they may have done some stupid things, but they are not stupid people. So they've never heard that. But I remember being in a store one time, and this woman was shopping, and she had a couple of kids, and, you know, they were kids. They were a little restless. And the litany of the words that came out of her mouth, degrading, swearing at them, calling them all kinds of ungodly things, I'm saying, you're sowing that into their lives. That'll manifest. Because, again, the words, declaration, what are you declaring? You'll eat the fruit of your lips. John 10.10, he came to give us life and life more abundantly. Now, I want to make sure people understand that. That does not, God didn't say, I'm going to come to make you rich financially. I'm not against being rich financially. But don't take that and say, well, he came to make me rich. He came to give you life and life more abundantly. What is an abundant life? I'll tell you what abundant life to me is today, joy. How about peace? There's abundance in life because people can't find peace today. You can't find it. It's not at Walmart and it's not at the New Myers either. Look for it. There's no discount. He gave life and life more abundantly. You know... There's people, I've been, in, I've been on the mission field all over the world, and there's people living in grass huts with dirt floors that have more peace and more joy than people that are living in mansions. They've got nothing of substance necessarily. Man, they've got the joy of the Lord and the peace of the Lord, and they are so grateful. And it's, it, it, it just it is so humbling to me because I remember, you know, we're, we're in Mexico, and, and these people have dirt floors, and there's that little gal with her broom. Sweeping her dirt floor. I'm like, wow. Wow. The abundant life. It isn't about riches, because what are true riches? Love, joy, peace, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. In Romans 10.10, why do we need to make declarations over our lives and, and where we're living and what we're doing and over our families and over each other? What are we declaring? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the Word of God. 
We need to hear the declaration of the word of God. When, when we're dealing with spiritual warfare, the enemy does not care what you think or how you feel. Does it respond to what you think or how you feel? You can get as angry until veins pop out of your head. It is not going to move the enemy, nor will it move God. But this word, whoo, this word makes demons shudder and flee, makes the kingdom of God go into activation using the word of God. And so, again, you know, what happens is a lot of times people get, well, you're that name it and claim it, blab it and grab it. No, we're not trying to grab anything. I'm standing on the word of the God, on the word of the Lord, and I'll be as patient as I need to be until God fulfills what God's going to fulfill in my life, however long that takes. But I can have peace in the middle of it, even in the storm. And listen, what happens when the storm comes? All you can see is the storm. I get it. That's why you need to be standing and you need to be clearing the word of the Lord so that you can get that down in here and you can say, wait a second, I'm not looking at the storm anymore, I'm looking at him and he shall deliver me. Is it easy? No. But how else are you going to persevere? What's the alternative? Well, I won't do it and just we'll let the devil have his way. I'm sorry, it doesn't work. I'm not going to do that. Again, I've never gone into any contest passively hoping that, well, maybe I'll win. No, I prepare. You prepare for victory. And then you trust God in the middle of the battle. I don't know of any boxer that's ever gone to a boxing match that hasn't trained. You can't be passive with the enemy either. He will convince you that you're under his feet instead of the other way around. So what are you declaring in your life? What are you declaring? Sometimes, we just need to be thankful. And that's a whole other sermon. Just be thankful. Lord, I'm thankful that, that I'm going to heaven. If that's all you get out of this life, that's a big one. And so, to walking in today there's going to have to be you're going to have to declare some things over your life and again again read the word study the word declare the word over your family over your lives because i'm telling you whatever you declare what what's in your heart's coming out of your mouth you listen to yourself talk sometimes i do this a lot um you know just when i'm sitting around or wherever i'm at i go out to dinner sometime and i this may sound creepy you know, there's somebody beside you that's just talking. Something, I don't, I don't know how to get myself out of this now. It's not like I'm eavesdropping in their conversation, but you can hear in conversation the things that are coming out of them. Most of the time it's not good. Most of the time it's bad. Most of the time it's some grumble, complaint, something, this, that, the other. That doesn't lead to life. No. What are you declaring? What are we saying? You see, and then... This is the last one I'm going to talk about, and I'm going, to, I'm going to wind it down. I'm just going to give it a little bit. Prayer is another one. I don't know if anybody's ever, now it's probably happened once in a while, you wake out of a dead sleep in the morning, and all of a sudden you're just praying. Now most of the time, you know, you wake up and you do your thing, and you've got a purpose to do that as well. Prayer changes things, whether you believe it or not. 
prayer, the one thing I find when I'm praying, most of the time, when I go to prayer about things, God starts dealing with me. And, I'm, and I start fixing things. But pray. Prayer is going to be, the enemy's trying to convince us that the battle is hopeless and helpless. And if you watch the news, you will be convinced that it's hopeless and helpless. Hopeless. There's no hope. Country's so divided and, you know, we're going to be a socialist nation. And we're going to, this is what, I'm confessing, no, we're not going to be a socialist nation. I'll tell you why we won't be a socialist nation. Because people are greedy. You can't be greedy and be a socialist, sorry. It's not going to happen. But pray. Pray and watch. So I just want to just back up just a little bit and go back to walking in victory. And again, through your own studies, through your own Bible, through your own prayer, through your own things, you may have your own set of whatever it is that's going to bring you victory. But if you don't take thoughts captive to start with, those thoughts can run you right down the road. People that deal with anxiety, that's the thing that gets them. They get a hold of a thought. And most 99, well, 100% of the time, it's a negative thought. And they start to dwell on it. And it gets on this loop. And they dwell and they dwell and they dwell and they dwell and they dwell. You need to take that thought captive to the obedience of Christ. You need to go to that scripture that says, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but he's given me a sound mind. This is what the word of God says I am. This is what the word of God says my circumstance can be. That's what we need to do. We need to stand. And, and again, standing, it's not easy to stand today. It's just not. It's hard. Um, I so appreciate our young people that are here, our college and high school kids. Making a stand for the Lord in that environment is vicious today. I mean, just take it in the natural. I mean, you, you know, you may you wear a Make a America Great Again hat, you're, you might get beat up. You stand as a Christian, they're coming for you. It's not easy. But you stand and trust God. We've got to trust God. It, is it going to be easy? Listen, there's people being martyred right now in this world over the gospel. We're not there yet. If you read how the 12 apostles died, the disciples died, it weren't pretty. One was filleted alive. One was boiled in oil. He didn't die. They stuck him off on an island somewhere. A couple were pierced through. Peter was crucified upside down because he didn't feel he was worthy to be crucified the same way Jesus was. It was a pretty tough day for some of them too. What did they do? They stood on what the Lord had taught them. And so we can do the same by taking every thought captive, by casting our cares upon him because he cares for us. And again, I can't say this enough. It's not easy to do. Since I started this series over the last few weeks, I have purposed, purposed every day to get up and to do these things. And it's funny. The minute I did that, it's like all hell broke loose. These thoughts come from out of nowhere. 
And if I would have acted on some of the thoughts that went through my head, I'd be in prison right now. Because they weren't all good thoughts that came, but I had to take those. It was like the minute I purposed to do that. I am going to cast my care upon you, Lord. All of a sudden, a whole bunch of things came that I'm like, I can't deal with this. I was losing, literally feeling like I'm losing my mind. No, I've got to take thought captive. I've got to, and I've got to forget those things. Sure behind. I've got to walk in the joy of the Lord. That's my strength. Do you know that there's some days that all I can do is say, you know what, Lord? Thank you that I am going to heaven and I love you and I am so grateful that you love me. That's as far as I can go right now. And once I get there, then I can take another step. Oh, you know, you're the pastor. Well, I'm just a human being that deals with the same things you deal with. Thoughts, attitudes, emotions. I've got to take those same things captive. I have to declare because you know what? Every man's got to walk out his own salvation, and I have to declare these things. I have to do my fight. It's hard. You know, I've got a teenage daughter, and it's really hard making that transition to where it's from, you know, you're under, and now she's still under my authority, my rule, my, but, but there's, there's a time where the fight has to become her own. That's a hard transition. Even for parents to say, well, you're going to have to win this battle because there's battles now in her life that I cannot win for her. She has to. She has to declare the word of the Lord over her life. She has to stand. College kids, you're not at home anymore. I mean, you're eating oodles and noodles, man. I guess they're ramen noodles now. They're not oodles. And, when I was in college, it was oodles and noodles. Now it's ramen noodles. Same concept. You know, four for a dollar mac and cheese, the powdered kind. That stuff will survive a nuclear holocaust. It's crazy. But all of us, each one of us has got to take these thoughts captive, cast our cares upon the Lord, forget those things that are behind. We're going to have to make the stand, and we are going to have to declare where we're at in the word of the Lord for our lives because we can't do it for you. I can carry your burden. I can pray for you. I can declare things over your life, and I do regularly over individually, you as families, and over this congregation. I declare the word of the Lord over your lives, and I pray for you. I pray for joy and peace and finances, all those things. I do that. But at the end of the day, it comes down to you. You are going to have to do that. You're going to have to do the fighting. Now, when our kids are younger, we fight for them as well. They get to that age where you've got to stand. You've got to believe. You've got to declare. And then we've got to do everything through prayer. See, the enemy is trying to get you to abort the mission. And that may just be, you know what, I just give up on God. And again, I'll ask you, where are you going to go? I'm not talking about where you're going to go to church. Every church has got its issues. Where are you going to turn to if you don't turn to Christ? You know, if I watch news, I watch Fox, Fox News. Not that I'm promoting Fox News. It doesn't matter what news station. They are not going to solve your problem. The next president will not solve your problem. The next governor will not solve your problem. Now, our current governor says she's going to fix the roads in Michigan. Pa. We'll see. I'm not putting my faith in her either. 
put my faith in Christ, then I'll avoid the potholes. But at the end of the day, that's where we have to put it. And if we understand the love that he has for us and the mercy and the grace, the empowerment to, to, that we can be overcomers, that we can do all things, no matter what the circumstance, we can get through it and we can have peace and joy in the middle of it. Even when things don't go the way we think they ought to or the way we feel they should, man, we're going to walk in that victory. And it's not going to matter what goes on in the world because we can be convinced that the Lord is still in charge, still the right hand of the Father interceding for us. And, and all of these things that I've talked about, and when I'm going to talk about prayer next week, when should you pray, why should you pray, pray without ceasing, pray all the time in every situation, you have to purpose to do. You want to lose 10 pounds? Then you've got a purpose to do something. Sometimes you have to fight to have peace. You know, I, I've always struggled with this. I've always struggled with this. Rest while you work. I've always struggled with that. How do you do that? I'm working, but I'm supposed to be able to rest. Yeah. yeah. And I'm convinced that if we put everything, we cast our cares, we, we take these thoughts captive, we just put ourselves in, in his presence and say, Lord, I, I just love you today. No matter what's going on, no matter if I'm working, no matter what I'm doing, there can be that peace and there can be a rest even in the middle of the turmoil. You hear testimony after testimony after testimony about these martyrs where they went, we'll take the Holocaust. People that were, were God lovers, they marched right to their death with such peace. Where do you find peace in the middle of that? It's got to be through that relationship with Christ and casting the cares upon him, knowing that he loves you and our eternal destiny is with him. So anything that happens here doesn't matter. So we can have peace and rest in the middle of our work or our toil. It all comes with putting our focus on him. But we got a purpose to do that. It doesn't happen by accident. It just doesn't. So, let me just pray with you today. Now, I want you to know that after every service here to four, we'll have elders here at the altar. If you need special prayer for anything, please, they're here to pray with you and pray for you. Um, but today, purpose, purpose to do these things. Amen. Father, we come to you this morning. And we're so grateful for the word of God. Lord, that tells us to take every thought captive. Lord, that tells us to cast our cares upon you. It tells us, forget about those things that are behind. It tells us, Lord, to stand when we've done all to stand. Preparing for battle, knowing that the victory is ours and the battle is yours. Lord, knowing that to persevere, we're going to have to stand and we're going to have to declare the word of the Lord, just like Jesus did win the victory over the enemy when he was taken into the wilderness, the word of the Lord. This is what the word of God says. So we thank you for that, Lord. I pray that you help us get that revelation. Help us, Lord Jesus, to win this battle in the mind, knowing and declaring that the enemy is under our feet and we have the victory. 
No matter how we feel, no matter what it looks like, no matter what we see, we trust you. Lord, and when things don't go right in our lives and they don't go the way we think they should or determine the way we want them to, we're still trusting you because you have the plan and the purpose. And we give you all the glory that you so, in in all everything, in all the worship and praise that you are so worthy of. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Doran, could you give us some music? All right, we've got some elders up here that will pray for you. God bless you. Thanks for weathering the storm. We'll see you next Sunday.